All right. Welcome back to episode eight of the Make the Time podcast. I'm Carson. I'm Parker. I'm Blake. And I'm Andy. And we are excited to get back with y'all today. We have moved out of the lovely room closet. Closet, room closet. Library, the hot room, the sauna. Yeah, the podcast sauna. That's so I guess for those of you who if if we haven't ex- already explained our kind of setup, uh, we've been doing every single episode from a uh, some like just forgotten random broom closet that they put podcast equipment in in the university's library, and now it is the summertime. We are all busy, and we are now uh, doing a recording remotely from different laptops and whatnot from from home. So we're not currently in the same room, um, which honestly, that that might be better for some of us. I don't know. Yeah, and he's <laughs> got a wave in his in the back of his room. I do. Uh, we have we have each other's or our mic or our cameras on, uh, but obviously you guys can't see that. So if we sound distracted, uh, <laughs> we, we are. Uh, but how's everybody been? Been pretty good. Just staying busy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it feels like it's gone by think we really all fast. So we are recording this June 29th. So yeah, we've we been on good, a, We're good, what, month and a half in the summer? We've yeah. been on a little bit of a hiatus, I think, yeah. What's a hiatus? I knew, he, I knew he was going to ask it. I knew he was going to ask it. <laughs> episode one, we had to explain a pilot episode. And on our hiatus return, we have to explain what a hiatus is. Hiatus. You've never heard that term? Nope. Ever. That's a big word for me, Andy. Okay, but what about Carson and Blake? <laughs> Have you guys heard it? Yes, I've heard of hiatus. I've heard it. I've heard it before. So you're the I don't know it again. <laughs> oh, hey, it's it's like a long, it's like a long break. Uh, why like, didn't you just say it's a long break then? Because hiatus is oh. way cooler. He's trying to use big words. I am. Yeah, I am. Hey, that's good vocabulary. He's he's got a big boy job, unlike us, and he's on a uh, you know he's you know trying to use big words. Yeah, the big boy joke or Uncle Uncle Andy. Words. Huh? Can we start <laughs> Uncle Andy? Uncle Andy. He's that got the most magic I words. I am about him. to be an uncle, so watch out. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be fun. That poor child. <laughs> Are you gonna have a nickname for you, Andy? Like, uh, well, his, his name, name is gonna be Graham, so I don't know what to do there with that. Uncle and um, I'll never I be an aunt or an uncle. I'm an only child. Same. I'm Me not Carson. Yeah, I didn't know you had siblings, Blake. I have two brothers. Oh well, I forgot I about older. that. Older and younger, I'm right and stuck in the middle. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but anyway, we won't we won't waste too much time. No. Um, so we really didn't have uh, in all the other podcasts. We kind of had like a lined out plan of what we were going to do. Um, and this episode is a little more just kind of you know let's just get one out there. We don't really have a huge, a, a big plan apart from we're just going to try and talk about uh, just, you know, what God's been doing in our lives lately. So who yep. wants to start? Well, I mean, 
Um, I wanted to really hear about Blake's trip to New Orleans. Yeah. So I, I haven't gotten oh, yeah. to hear much about it. But like, go ahead yeah. and kind of explain uh, what y'all, what you were doing down there and your role in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they can't see the camera right now. I'm actually wearing the seminary shirt. So repping the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but anyway, so this summer I'm working uh, as a youth intern with a, a local church. And uh, we are, uh, we had a mission trip that went down to uh, New Orleans and this organization down there called Mission Lab. And it's a bunch of students and some just people from around the world that come to uh, work a, um, it's just a week long missions, it's missions all over um, New Orleans. Um, so we, uh, my role down there was just, I was still a youth intern, but I was one of their kind of leaders as well. And we took them to different mission sites. Um, one group, we had one group that went to like uh, some thrift stores. Um, we kind of moved some uh, furniture. Uh, some of them went to like like a church and like helped out at church, did some like food drives and stuff like that. Uh, and it, it seems kind of simple, you know, missions. Uh, we have another group. The other group went to like did a VBS the whole week. Um, so they went out and worked for the VBS with some students out there. Um, and actually a pretty cool story, um, is I went one day with VBS and they, uh, there was one kid that kind of like ran off and, you know, that's, oh, that's kind of typical VBS kid. He just kind of mm-hmm. runs off and I, we, I ran after him another, I brought one of the students with me and, uh, we're like, Hey man, what's wrong? And he was like, my teacher mean to me or something like that. And, uh, but anyways, we you know, kind of talked to him and I let the student that was next to me kind of talk to him. Cause I mean, they were out there doing mission work. Um, I was really just, you know, hoping to, and praying to see these students really work and, and do missions. And, uh, so I kind of let him talk to the student and about two minutes later, I hear the student call my name. He said, Hey Blake, can you come here? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I said, what's up, man? And he said, Hey, the little kid's name was Reese, and he said, "Hey, man, Reese just accepted Christ." Um, so in that moment, I got to, you know, see this like, I think he's about six or seven, six or seven year old to get saved, um, and it was really cool. And I got to, you know, pray over him, and then, you know, I asked the student just to continue those conversations with him, continue conversations with other students they had, and that next day, so it was our last day, they had. 11 students in all just in that BBS get saved. So it's pretty cool. Um, but overall though, it was really cool just to see these students just really step out, um, their comfort zones and just get to just, you know, experience missions, but they really just let God work. Um, and that's something that I've, you know, I've seen just throughout the summer as well, that even myself, I've got to stop and I've got to listen and let God work because if I'm trying to do it all on my own, then I'm not, I'm not going to get anywhere. So, I just got to keep my eyes, you know, on him at all times. But no, it's it was an awesome, you know, just trip. And uh, every single moment that we, you know, took on the mission trip, there was a moment that I never want to like take back, but continues to do it. Um, and I told the students towards the end, and we kind of all said it, all adult leaders, we said that, you know, we planted seeds this week here at, in, in New Orleans. Um, and it's the community that really goes out there and waters that, you know, that seed or that plant. 
and we may, may never get to see it harvest. Uh, we planted the seed and that's what counts. Uh, and I think that, you know, I think that really kind of, you know, they understood it more when you put that kind of analogy on their, on their minds. So it's pretty cool though. Mm. How about y'all? What's, what's God been doing in your lives? I know he's been doing. That was good. That was good. I haven't really got a chance to talk to you about that. So I was really glad to hear about that. Me and Parker um, just got back from our youth camp last week. But before that, we were, we did a VBS here locally in Florence. And yeah, that, that was a week. That yeah. was. That. We were, um, we were game show host. Oh, that oh, was. Your name? I Justin. forgot about that. And we even took a pot of the face. Oh, that was the, the great was finale. It was a really great week. Um, yeah. I was talking I, to Scott um, Underwood about VBS the other day. Because, um, you know, sometimes you get discouraged, like, when you can, you know, you compare yourself sometimes. And we were just talking, like, because we – I had rec, and I was doing rec with, you know, like, uh, Mallory and others. And sometimes I'm just like – I felt like, man, you know, I wish I would – I could teach these, you know, students something, you know, and – but while I was just like playing games with him, you know, and, and Scott reminded me, he's like, well, you know, VBS is a team, is a team effort. It's a body of the Christ thing, you know, like there, he said, VBS is one of the best ways you can see the different gifts of the body of Christ work together for the one, for one purpose, because you have Reg, you have Carson, you like dance over there dancing, you know, showing the kids how to dance and um, having people teach, teach the word of God to them. And, um, but VBS, it was, it was that was truly like an awesome week, though. Yeah, I'd agree with yeah. you there. Um, I think. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I was gonna, I was just gonna say. I think I like what you said about how um, it's a great way to kind of see on display, uh, you know, all the different people's uh, gifts and uh, and just their abilities that God has given them to, you know to share the gospel and to talk about the gospel. Um, and I know 100% for fact, uh, mine is not dancing. I, I, I was never, I was never a dancer. Um, even when I was a kid in, in VBS, that was like the number one place I wanted to avoid. <laughs> but, um, that's yeah, good. I think it's really cool to, as you're saying with the guests to see, you know, students or kids go through that. But it's also just really cool to see. Um, I think through VBS you can really see like Jesus through these these eyes of these kids as well. Like just them coming in and like having a you know a smile on their faces or whatever it may be. Um, that's what like down in New Orleans when I went to that day of VBS, I had some kid that like came up to me and hugged me, and I was like, dude, what? But like. It's the type of thing like that. Like, you have just a kid come up to you, and they're smiling. They're having a good day. They're coming to hug you. And it ultimately just lights your day up, and it reminds you that even you have a father that you can run to like that and hug mm -hmm. and smile and just, you know, celebrate with them. Um, and it's it's a good reminder. I love VBSs. Mm -hmm. I, I know some people are like, I do not like working with kids. But VBSs, are, I mean, they're, they're a blast. I'm doing one in, like, two weeks. So I think children teaching children anything uh, theological or biblical, that is a great way to kind of gauge 
just your own knowledge of the Bible because mm-hmm. they'll challenge you. They will. They'll ask tough questions. But also, it's one of those things where do you know it well enough to break it down into really simple terms and still be right about it? You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think we kind of had, I kind of had that opportunity uh, not long ago, maybe last week. And it was, it was just myself as our pastor. And um, it was uh, all of our, uh, our mutual friend, Elijah, um, who also goes to our church. He, uh, us three were talking with some of the kids for children's ministry because the children's director was out that week. And I mean, one of them asked, it was like this eight year old girl asking, what's the difference between, uh, between Judaism and Christianity? And I was just like, that's a great question for an eight year old. Yeah. She is farther than, than I did at eight. <laughs> well, I remember me and Parker were, we were at our connect group with the church. Um, the week after VBS, and um, we were asked, you know, what did we learn from the kids just by like spending a week with them? And I remember, I know Parker, you heard this, um, but Blake and Andy haven't. And I, I know a lot of days, like I would go to VBS in the morning, and then I have work in the afternoon. And so I'm also like very planning oriented. Like I'll have everything planned out to a T. So I, my mind a lot of times would drift on, you know, like what I have at work, what I have the rest of the week, and whatnot. But these kids, they're so in the moment with everything, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I would do the music station, then I would send them over to Parker for rec, because I would always tell the kids to, you know, like, mess with Parker when they get there. And, he stinks. Uh, yeah, I told every kid, to go to Parker and tell him he smells. <laughs> you smell like a dumpster. <laughs> First thing they would say when they got there was, you know, Parker smells. And they would throw him into the bus and say, who told you to say that, but. Anyway, but these the kids are so in the moment with everything. And I was sitting there and I was just like, I wish I could, I need to be better at this. I wish I could be better at this. I wish I could, you know, be right where, I had a coach tell me, be where your feet are. And that's one of my favorite things I think I've heard and I think of a lot. It's just be where your feet are. Be content where God has you. Um, even though right now, you know, we're looking for the next thing. It may be school starting back. It may be, you know, 4th of July. But don't get caught up on, you know, the random summer Tuesdays, you know, that you're just working. When we were at camp, um, I know, Parker, you remember, do you remember Scott when he was, he was saying, it really hit me hard. He said, when you're, where you're at, you're always looking for the next thing. When you're in college, you're looking to graduate. When you graduate, you're looking to get married, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot lately because I've been like, you know, when I was going to college, I was looking at, you know, when I finished my basics. Now I'm finished with my basics, I'm looking at finishing with, you know, finishing my degree. And I feel like I'm always so caught up in what I'm looking to that I'm missing every that I can miss important things now. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I wanted to share that. That's really been on my heart lately. Yeah. And I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, I, that's yeah. something I really relate to being just graduated. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's definitely a new, uh, a completely new type of lifestyle uh, from what I'm used to, where it's not a seasonal job anymore. You know, my life isn't divided up into school years and summer breaks and all that. Um, and so it's, it's kind of 
become nice having a, a consistent schedule, but then also it's kind of like, oh, you mean I don't get two months to forget what day it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but I think that's that's solid advice. Uh, kind of want to go off and uh, steer the conversation in sort of a new direction um, where you said, you know, like be where your feet are. And for a lot of us, a lot of people that we know, uh, our feet and their feet have been and currently are in all different corners of the world as of right now, as we speak. We had uh, we had discussions about this uh, earlier. Um, I want to say maybe last month about uh, doing maybe more missions oriented episodes where we talk, you know, bring someone on who is about to go on a mission or just got back from one. And we have some guys who got back from Columbia. Uh, I'll heard a story. They almost got like mugged or something. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> uh, we, have, we have a friend up in Alaska, a whole team that, that just got back from Alaska. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's all over. It's all over. Um, so I definitely think that's something that we can certainly talk about in the future. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, I think that's an awesome idea too because everybody's got a like we're all doing the same mission, but everybody sees different things through missions. So I think that's you know I think it's pretty cool to have somebody come do that. Mm-hmm. And I think also I can't remember where it was brought up, but it was brought up very recently in uh, Matthew like twenty eight in the in the Great Commission it might be that or it might be a different scripture, but it, it basically says, you know, like go therefore, uh, but it can also be translated to from what I heard, I might be wrong as you are going. Mm. Yeah. Right. Instead uh-huh. of you know, just go, it's as you are going. And so it's kind of a, you know, be missional in your, in your current lifestyle and in your current setting. And it was something that I really had to think about today because uh, I had an interaction like at work through my job that I was not very fond of. <laughs> I did not like, I did not like it. It was, it was very hostile. Uh, and I, I left uh, that interaction. Extra- I was, I mean, I was so angry. I was shaking. That's how angry I was. And as I was driving home, this random thought, just you know pops into my head because in the in the moment i'm thinking you know this is just a absolute um you know cesspool of a person i don't like them i don't like the way they're talking to me and i just had this i I guess kind of literally come to jesus moment where i thought you know that's that is someone who is a part of the pinnacle of god's creation Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I think what I've learned through my job uh, and just experiencing kind of the real world, you know, uh, my bubble is kind of popped, right? I'm no longer in this bubble of, uh, of campus ministry and of all, all my friends are all Christians. Um, I'm no longer in that bubble. And so now I'm experiencing sort of real world, what it's like to be a Christian in a completely lost culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have to ask myself challenging questions, you know, like if it came down to it, are you willing and are you able to love that person as Christ has called you to love them, even though you really don't want to? And that was 
that was an interesting thought I had today. Um, and so I guess, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on just reflecting on that kind of as you were going thought? Yeah, I think that's that's really good, um, you know, because I've, just like Harsh, you said, it's always about the next step, you know, that we think of a lot. And especially when it comes to sharing sharing the good news, like you, you can think, oh, I'm not going to do it until I actually go on a mission trip or um, have to be in a certain place. But like you said, Andy, when we were talking about that at the C23 group, as you go, like as you go to Planet Fitness working out, as you go to the coffee shop, get you a cup of coffee, like when you do talk to people, there are, you realize there are hurting people out there. And when you talk to people, like there are people that don't believe God. There are people that believe in little G gods. There are people that are angry at God. There's all kinds, you know, and um, it's all, you know, when it's like as you go, it's like, man, it's all, you know, just like being seriously, like being in the moment today and asking the Lord for strength today uh, because, you know, you, I mean, I mean, God placed you, placed those people on your path for a reason. It's to share the good news with them. And um, that's something because like you said, Andy, talking about that bubble, we can, you know, and, you know, absolutely. It's important to be in that bubble with the church and be encouraged. But also we're all called to go out as well and be with and witness to those people as well. Yeah, I think the analogy that I remember being kind of stated was what use is a flashlight in the daytime you know like or if you have the lights on in the room what point is there in in having a, a candle or, or some other uh useless source of light when there's already something there right yeah. so it's it's it talks about light and darkness and so um, we're not meant to be a light in the light we're meant to be a light in the darkness yeah. And so I think one thing I had to encounter was actually being um, sort of in those dark places and in those dark environments and becoming used to it. I think that's something that a lot of American Christians, at least pe- you know, people who come from, I guess, sort of our demographic, maybe are not used to. Um, and again, that's not saying all of us are. I mean, all of us come from broken backgrounds and in in um, sinful lives. But, uh, you know, it's you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's really difficult things that we have to encounter. Um, this was um, something I was thinking of not too long ago because I'm not doing any missions trips, like full out. I go on a organized trip this summer um, just because of scheduling and other things. And I was thinking to myself, cause last year I went to Alaska and it kind of convicted me a little bit. I was like, I don't need to go to Alaska or on an organized missions trip to do mission work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you think, I you think sometimes I know I've talked about this with y'all before, like you can pray, we pray for missions opportunities, but you know, at the same time I go into an office multiple times a week full of lost people. And I go to a campus and I sit next to people that are hurting and they're searching for an answer that I have. And it's selfish of me not to share it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of getting out of the thought of, you know, you don't have to do a missions trip each summer to feel that, you know, to fulfill that sharing, you know what I'm saying? That kind of yeah. that, that emptiness, that gap where you're like, I have to go on a mission trip this summer so I can share the gospel. Like, no. Yeah. I think something I think with that too, just that whole kind of, 
you know, there's everywhere you go, there's going to be some type of mission um, opportunities you can do. It does not have to be, like you said, organized at all. It can be a simple, just, you know, a simple conversation you have at work or at a coffee shop, wherever. Um, and you can bring up, you know, the gospel in, in between that conversation. Um, but something that I've always kind of, uh, gone by and, and it's something that my one of my churches last summer when I worked uh, at Generate like the camp I worked last summer um, one of the adult leaders said uh, we were currently in Estes Park Colorado like right in the middle of a, a valley mountains all around us um, and he said the same thing that you do here on the mountaintops should be the same in the valleys um, and it you know it really struck me because I was like you know, no matter where you go, like God is there and also that mission's there. Um, and it's important to realize that, you know, don't waste the moment and don't waste the mission. Um, because if you're going to, um, if you accepted Christ in your lives, um, then the mission is there 24 uh, seven. And I think that's a, you know, it, it's easy to, you know, not do the mission because you're just, you know, you're focused on other things like college and I don't know. You're, I was going to say addictions, but like you're, maybe you're like addicted to going to the gym or addicted to, you know, certain little things. And, uh, man, I wish but, I was addicted to going to the gym. <laughs> I, don't know. I was going to, I was trying to say that in a good way, but it didn't come out in a good way. Um, <laughs> but the same thing that like, don't like, the whole point of that is don't waste the, the mission yeah. uh, because there's, there's so much that get the interfere with missions. There's so many like boundaries and, you know, obstacles and all that. Uh, but if you're looking like if you have your eyes on the path that, that, you know, Christ has put on or God's put on your lives, um, then that mission is, is straightforward. Um, and it, it's awesome just to, you know, if you're having that conversation with somebody, I told these students we're down in New Orleans because we were doing like homeless ministry. So evangelizing the homeless. And I was like, you know, it, it's, they were like, Hey Blake, can you teach us how to do it? And I said, well, one of the best things you can do is just talk about what Jesus has done for your life. Um, and just that there is living out the mission because you're showing them what Jesus has done in their lives. And we even had some, you know, homeless that was down there open up about what Jesus is doing in their lives currently. Uh, so it shows you there that it's, you know, that mission's there. So, yeah. I think uh, this this may be going kind of off on a tangent, but you just, I heard the word homeless and it stuck. I don't know why. I just hear specific words and I'm like, I'm going to run with that. <laughs> but um, I think uh, it's really, it's really kind of fun to find your niche. You know what I mean? Um where it's like, for me, it's uh, not that I do have this job in social work. I work with uh, sometimes kind of difficult people. <laughs> and I work in kind of, you know, difficult situations. And so it's kind of a, it kind of goes along with, remember what you said, Parker, about giftedness, right? And uh, the different areas that we, like, I think you guys, you and Carson both probably have a much bigger niche in working with kids and you know being being able to 
to act a fool for the sake of, you know, um, <laughs> for the sake of the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it is a little harder for me to do so. And I, that's a, that's a pride thing I'll admit, <laughs> but, um, no, I think, uh, I was watching this video and it was, uh, it was these guys who were doing like a documentary and they were following this social worker that they met in Portland, Oregon. And if you know anything about what's going on in the Oregon and specifically in that city, they legalized, I can't remember, it might've been over a year ago now, uh, they legalized all illicit substances, drugs, so like methamphetamine, ketamine, heroin, all, all the hard stuff, cocaine, everything. It's completely legal. And this guy was just kind of taking them on like a, a street tour, I guess. And he was, you know, showing different people who were, uh, you know, maybe like tweaking on the side of the road or he was walking them through a homeless camp. And, uh, like he, he knew all the names of the people who were in the homeless camps. And, um, like he was like, Hey, we should probably go. Cause there's a guy with a knife back there, <laughs> stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. um, I mean, you know, just kind of like really boot, really boots on the ground guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of got me to thinking, you know, like just what are those, uh, obviously not, I don't know where I'm going with this. Obviously, you, you know, to do missions, you don't have to go into the, we recommend you don't go into the homeless camps. Um, that, <laughs> that might be a good suggestion. Um, you know, don't put yourself in harm's way necessarily, but um, I think it's kind of fun finding, finding that gift that you have and, and finding that thing that you're passionate about. Um, whereas Blake, I think you were talking about, you work with homeless people, right? We did them New Orleans. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like you'd be a great homeless guy, buddy. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. You were saying I'd be you good. Homeless. Like that kind of guy. If I was like, yeah. well, I think also everyone has a different like area of their life where they can ministry to. Like mm -hmm. Parker, he's coffee shop. My man. Lives and breathes. In those oh moments. yeah, baby. And the crazy Be part gross. is, I didn't even know you went. You drank coffee until like this calendar year. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, big Joe guy. Um, and then you know, like for me personally, it might be if I'm out fishing or hunting with someone, and I start a conversation, you know, with that that subject matter. And all of us are given, you know, all of us have different interests. Um, you know, Andy, big outdoors. You know, put him outside, rock climbing, making, rock climbing, all that kind of stuff. And we're all going to engage with different people with different interests. And I think that's super cool. Um, just everyone's given different, I guess you could say hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. Interests of subject matter um, that you can proclaim. You can be a mission. You can be a mission field for you. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also like what you were saying earlier, Carson, you know, the mission field doesn't just have to be a temporary place that you travel to. Um, or a temporary project that is set up in your community, but it's your workplace. It's mm -hmm. your office. It's um, it can even be your family in some cases. Uh, and I, you know, I think we all know that those are really some of the more difficult mission fields that, that we have to work in as Christians. But um, I mean, I was having a conversation today at work 
during lunch about Bible stuff. And, and I got to explain for the second time in the last two weeks, the difference between <laughs> Jews and Christians um, yeah. and all that. And it was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think just going into life with that, as you are going mindset mm-hmm. and with that, um, you know, it is a lifestyle, not just a, a temporary escape. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the hardest part is always, you know, where do I start? Um, yeah, because you know, I can be talkative in some situations, but some days, you know, at work, you know, I'm exhausted, tired. Um, you know, especially during the semester, you know, I'd be doing homework and then I'd show up at 8 a.m. for work, and I'd just be exhausted. Um, but for me, I've always been like, what is something I can subtly do to where even if I'm not there, you know, you know, they can, there's a way I can put God into my day. So for me, it's my, my desktop at computer screens at work, both my monitors has um, Colossians 323 on it. You know, whatever you do, um, do it not for the, not do not for the, like for man, don't work for man, but as you're working for the Lord. Um, and I've had a couple of coworkers comment to me on that. Or like even today, have I ever talked to y'all about these these bracelets? No. Um, it's by this company called Proclamation Coalition, I want to say. And every month they send you four Bible, Bible verse bracelets right here. And it just has the first letter of each, of each word in the, the thing. And it's just to help you memorize them. It's really what it's for. So what I'm uh, hearing is a sponsorship. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's really, really cool. Y'all should check it out. But I had a coworker come up to me today and they asked me a question about work stuff. And then they asked me about these. And so I talked to him. And the verse I was wearing today was, um, he'll wipe every tear from their eye and death shall be no more. Revelation 21.4. And no more crying, no more pain. That verse. So it was really, really cool. Um, just, you know, that's my encouragement is if even if you're, you know, some people are outspoken, they can go talk to a brick wall. Um, they can bring up the gospel in any conversation they want to. And that's great. But I would say the majority of people aren't like that. Mm-hmm. So find a way to incorporate the gospel on days, even when you're not there. And God can use you and your workplace and your fields um, through you. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to say something about something. Um, I mean, it's been a couple couple months since, you know, I really heard like, you know, hearing God's voice, but like something that God just kind of taught me about this missions, uh, because like we've all said, like missions can be anywhere. It doesn't have to, you do not have to be a missionary to do missions. Um, and like as, as a career, like a career is missionary. I mean, we're all technically missionaries of Christ to go out and spread the gospel. Uh, we're but, always on mission, everybody. We're always on mission. <laughs> but the thing that I, that God taught me was to be mission-minded and not desire-driven. So always have that mindset of, you know, wherever you go, you're living out the mission. Um, don't drive yourself uh, with all these different desires. It can be, I mean, it can be like s- simple desires of like emotions or I don't know. You know what desires are. You know what your desires are. Um, but don't let those like drown you out too much that they're leaving God out. Uh, and just to have just the mindset of this is the mission that God's called me to do um, is an awesome thing. I, I guess for my own personal life, like just the calling of ministry, calling of youth ministry in my life, like that's the, that mission minded type thing is something that I have to remind myself on a daily basis. 
because when I get into position of a youth minister, I'm going to have all these different students that some of them may struggle with a, you know, a bad home life or some may not have a father figure or a mother figure in their lives. Um, and some even may have like a disability of some sort. Um, and just to have that mindset of a mission and have that mindset that, you know, Jesus loves or God loves everybody. Um, and to, you know, just bring them all in as, as one body in Christ. Uh, but yeah, I just want to share that with y'all just about being, being mission minded and not desire driven. Um, because I was, when I heard it, I was like, wow, that's a great encouragement. Um, and it's something that I even written down, like wrote down. I was like, I got to keep this with me. So I'm writing it down right now. Look at Parker. <laughs> I think that's, that's definitely a good point. I agree. Um, I, like, you know, I think it goes along with that being intentional about, uh, like you said, mission minded, it takes effort to, to concentrate in that way. Um, but I think maybe also to kind of play devil's advocate, um, what do you guys think about, uh, so, cause I don't know if you, if you guys have witnessed this, but I've witnessed plenty of times where people are almost offended that, um, they think Christians just see them as a number or see them as, Oh, I'm not a person to them. I'm just a mission field to them. Um, and you know, I, I think we have to ask ourselves, well, how did Jesus go about his ministry? Uh, well, he spent three years of his life connecting with and living with um, and building up 12 uh, very human, very sinful disciples who were no different than you and me. And so I think the thing that I would also want to encourage you know, our listeners to do is, uh, yes, we want you to be missional. But does that mean that you have to be converting people by the 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 dozens? No. Uh, absolutely not. We would actually probably recommend um, that you don't try to go in with that mindset because, uh, you know, you're you're probably going to, uh, you know, maybe get a big head about it or you're going to feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. And the reality is, uh, you know, what is the gospel? Well, in Romans, Paul says that, uh, you know, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God. Right not the power of man. God does not require our popularity. God does not require our charisma. Um, and he does not require our, uh, our ability to speak or to relate with people in order to achieve his goal. He simply requests our obedience. And so um, is it going to be hard for you to take on a whole mission field at one time? Absolutely. Is it going to be hard for you to maybe just think about that one person who you know just needs Jesus in their life? That one person who you can be praying for, that one person who you can be uh, building up and you can be there for, right? Uh, is it difficult to be that for one person? Nowhere near as difficult as taking on the world at one time. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think, yes, absolutely be mission-minded. But it's also really important that, I, you know, we are focused on also being relational uh, in our approach, you know, being human in our approach. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think um, I was actually I, I was thinking about the same thing. Um, I was talking to Scott Underwood the other day. He's a associate pastor for First Baptist, and we were having this conversation. 
because you know that that is something you know we all struggle strive for you know is to share the gospel with more people and I was talking to him about that and I, I told him like I really can get so so focused on that that I make it like a number like it it's like I feel like it's like a goal and then it's like and then he reminded me he said well and I think Carson you he said this at camp too when he said you know you he probably you said he said well you probably you know, won't see me, you know, going to a mall and just randomly, you know, sharing the gospel with um, a couple others and which nothing's wrong with that. Um, but he said um, he's he's such a relational guy. And he like when you build relationships with people and when they see you, how they live your life and you form those relationships with them. And as you go, you know, start to kind of maybe start to share with them as you become like friends with them and relational with them. And then he reminded me, you know, when Jesus said, we're called to make make disciples. You know, we're not only called to just share the gospel, but we're also called to make disciples. You know, just like you said, Andy, Jesus, he spent a lot of time with the disciples, 12 disciples and um, spent intentional time with them and loving on them, living the life with them and um, sharing about the kingdom of God as they went. So mm-hmm. I think that was a really good point you made. Yeah, And I think, too, it has to come from a point of, you know, I'm not in this just for that number and their salvation because after they're saved, they're going to need discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just in it for the salvation, okay, you get the salvation. Now what? Mm-hmm. Now you have a brand new Christian that you just kind of turn your back on to go do the same thing with someone else and go bump up those numbers. So, you know, I like, I like that word intentional. Intentional, I love that word intentional with them in the relationship but also at the same time you know salvation a huge priority but you can't save them so you do your job you plant the seeds with that relationship and you let god do what god's going to do um and if that does lead to salvation good god's put you in their life you have that intentional very good relationship now you can which disciple and to go make more disciples and more intentional relationships yeah, I think one area that I've kind of had difficulty in. Um, so, with you know, with my workplace, uh, that is something that I very much so see as you know a mission field. And you know, Carson, I think you mentioned the same thing. Um, and I have a lot of t- a lot of times I have conversations that basically go toward the direction of uh, them thinking that I am some pure and innocent and blameless person compared to themselves. Um, You know, thing like, oh, we got to protect you at all costs. Like he is so pure. And in my mind, you know, I don't know how to communicate to them. Like, no, (laughs) I am not. I'm absolutely not. Um, You know, it's like communicating to them, that I'm just as bad as them, but also in a way like, you know, I don't know. I, I think the one question that I would love to get the chance to ask them is what do you think makes me a Christian? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what is it that secures my salvation and my eternity with God? Uh, because I assure you, it's not the fact that I don't drink. I assure you it's not the fact that uh, I have, I've never had sex. 
I assure you it's not the fact, you know, this, that, or the other, right? Um, and it's so interesting trying to basically share the gospel in a place where, um, I guess, I mean, kind of not allowed to. I don't know. Is, is that, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because you can't talk about Christianity at your workplace, can you? Like, maybe, maybe to your coworkers, but not on certain situations. If I'm talking with the client, absolutely not. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, what, what do you guys think? What are your experiences regarding those situations where, uh, I guess, people think that Christianity is about being the this goody two shoes? And, like, you know, have you guys ever experienced that? And how did you go about communicating to them what it truly is? Yeah. That was kind of my situation growing up in, in high school, especially those last two years, um, just because I was always kind of looked at as the kid that didn't do this, this, and this instead of, that's Carson. He's a Christian. If that makes sense. I, I do remember uh, you definitely looked the part that one day in church. Um, if so, for those of you who don't know, uh, Blake is the only one of us who goes to a different church. Uh, Parker, Carson, and I all go to the same church. And one day, uh, yeah, Blake's the odd one out. One day, um, Carson comes dressed in. Uh, he, it looked it was, good. Y'all it was a pullover. It was a button up. Well, and let, a me explain, let me explain. Let me explain. Pink uh, button up, navy and pink striped tie. Yeah. With a blue quarter zip sweater. It looked good. Yeah. And looked what was it that our friend Logan said you looked like? <laughs> Logan said you look like a, a foster child. I said, Wait, he, <clears throat> I said, what he goes? Yeah, like a foster child of a school. I was like, "What?" Do you, I said, "Do you mean poster child?" He goes, "Is that what those are called?" <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that uh, might be one of the funniest things I've heard in a while. You look like a foster that was, child. That was such a Logan moment. I love him. Oh man, that's good. No, I should have been there to see that. Were you not there, Parker? I probably was in Decatur. I because I I would have remembered that, wouldn't I? Yeah, probably. Uh, we no, we were clowning on him though. But uh, but no, I, <laughs> has he worn it again? It, no, I, I think we 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 know what you mean. Um, but, and I do think there needs to be that distinction because um, you know, for me, it was always I don't do this because of my faith in Christ. You know, I don't because there are people that don't drink and they're not a Christian. That's completely those people exist. You know, um, so you have to make that distinction of why you're doing what you're doing. What is your motives for doing what you're doing? Um, and just for me, it's, you know, my convictions in Christ. And I don't want people to be led astray looking at my lifestyle and things that might cause other people to sin in their lifestyle. Um, so I think it's OK to make that distinction. Obviously, you need to make that distinction. Um, I know for me, um, making that distinction around my, you know, friends from high school, um, I believe is. Honestly, it's it's made an impact in high school, but it's made more of an impact now that I'm in college. Um, and, you know, they, they see that that lifestyle carries over even when I'm completely on my own um, and I'm living it kind of myself. I think it's made a bigger impact than when I was doing it in high school. Um, yeah, it's good. Though. Yeah, I think uh, 
a really it's it's weird because there's kind of a balance like no you don't want them to um to feel like they can't even hardly talk to you because you're just the the foster child of a (laughs) of a school or something no but um at the same time you know i remember hearing in a message that was uh given by the, the campus minister at um at our local university uh he basically stated, I'm totally fine if someone looks at me and says, because of the way that you live your life, I feel guilty about mine. Right. Um, that's something that I always kind of hate to hear personally, because it's like, oh, well, now I feel like I'm judging them, even though I'd never said a thing. But at the same time, it's like, good. You know, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine if uh, if me living or at least attempting to try and live, uh, you know, a life that is in obedience to God. I'm totally fine if my lifestyle makes you feel guilty about yours, because then at that point, it's not me who's trying to bash you over the head with that. That's called conviction. Mm-hmm. And and I think I would encourage, you know, anyone who's listening, uh, yes, absolutely be able to communicate to people that, hey, I am no better than you and I might be worse to be totally honest. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, you don't have to feel like you're doing something wrong. If people are convicted by the way that you live your life, that's a good thing. It is. Um, and I think, uh, at the end of the day, it, it just comes down to, you know, relying on the fact that Christ is your savior and that Christ is, uh, you know, the crutch that you lean on and the one that you point others to. Um, not not the basis of your own morality, but simply, uh, you know, the sacrifice that our Savior made for us. That's good. Yeah. I think that's just a good reminder, too. Um, especially just, that, that doesn't have to be for those that, that, you know, may not know Christ, but those who are even just in their daily walks with Christ, like that's a good reminder um, to keep with you. Do not forget about it. So mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, it's good. Well, we are um, we're coming up on the the hour mark. I want to go around and see if anyone has any final words, words of encouragement. Final words. Uh, stay in school. Don't do drugs, kids. That's <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> the sum of the podcast. Okay. Well, okay. I got something then. If. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm serious now. I feel really. Uh, we should. I should have had Andy go last. Um, <laughs> like, go ahead, Carson. Um, Parker. It actually stems from something I said. I said earlier that you said um, not too long ago, when I was just talking about you know being okay where I'm at, you know, in the day to day life, and you know not looking to the next thing. And I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about this and I was thinking back to connect group. And I was like, when Parker was talking about just when Mary just sat at Jesus's feet and I wanted to read that, that part of scripture, um, it's Luke 10. I'm going to start in 39 and just read a few verses here. Um, it says she had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, 
and it will not be taken away from her. So I guess my encouragement from that and just for people listening, and I this is speaking directly to me also, is just be okay with just sitting at Jesus' feet, just sitting and being still and just listening to what God has to say where you are currently at in life. And if you're a college student, which I know we get a lot of those, you know, be okay with, you know, it being a Thursday and you're going to work during the summer in June or July. Be okay with that. You're right where you need to be. And this is, this is what I struggle with most. You're right where you need to be. God has you right where he wants you. Just, just sit and be still and just listen. Because I think personally, and I found in my life when you realize where you need to be and you're, you start becoming mission minded right there of where I'm at. That's when I think God is truly able to work in where you are. And so I think that's my encouragement this week. Um, that's been what I've been trying to get myself on board with this past few weeks. Carson, I kind of want to go off the same thing, what you said, just like that verse as well. Um, but to be able to just to sit in his, at the feet of Jesus to be, I like what you said about be still. I think that's an awesome encouragement just to be still. Um, but within that, I think something that God's been just kind of teaching me, um, it's been an encouragement. It may be encouragement to some of our listeners as well. It's just that if we want to hear God's voice, we have to stop and listen. Um, and really, and that means like you've got to stop whatever you're doing and just sit there and listen. Um, I know my brother came up to me a couple days ago and he said, Hey, Blake, can, did I not tell you about what happened in church a couple days ago? And I was like, no, I'd love to hear it. He said, I got to hear God's voice. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And, um, but he, he said, I said, well, what'd you do to, you know, hear this, hear the voice of God? Um, and he said, well, I just stopped what I was doing and I just really listened. And, you know, that kind of hit me and it was an encouragement as well that you've just got to, and what God had told him was just, to, you know, stop stressing out about all these different things that are going on and just, you know, be still and, and, and watch what I'm about to do kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he said, he said, it really just hit him. And he, immediately after that, he just continued just to, um, you know, just focus on him. And, and, but I think just hearing like me personally, like I may have not heard God's voice personally, but I do know that he had said some of the lines of you've got to stop to be able to hear me. Because if you're just continuing on with different things you've got going on in your life, in a college semester, maybe like studies or clubs you're in or whatever it may be, um, that you're just focusing on too much, uh, that it's kind of draining out his voice. Um, and you've got to, if you really just, I guess the encouragement is if, if you really want to hear God's voice, um, because everybody's going to, you know, be able to hear God's voice at some point in their life. Uh, but you've got to stop and listen. So yeah, that's yeah, I think I think that's that's really good. Like uh, so many you know distractions, worldly distractions, and you know personally I haven't ever heard audibly God's voice, but man, He sure speaks through through His word. Mm -hmm. And um, you know when you do take the time, you know if you don't have the time, you can make the time to always sit at your Bible or sit sit at your desk with your Bible wherever you are. And just sit and reflect on Jesus and His words, and He will. He does, you know, speak through, through that. 
Now you just ruined our outro, Parker. Thanks a lot. Sorry about that. We'll say it again. <laughs> That's good to do that. They, they got to be reminded like twice, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you made it all the way through, we appreciate it. Um, again, we really did not know where this episode was going to go. Um, I think we kind of have – it kind of went in a general direction. We stayed um, within the same four walls, uh, topically at least. But, uh, you know, if you guys ever have any suggestions, any questions, uh, you are more than welcome to always reach out to us uh, through Instagram. Um, that's going to be at Make the Time Podcast on Instagram. Uh, or our Gmail, uh, which I forget. Is it just Make the Time Podcast at make Gmail? Make the Time Podcast at Gmail, yep. Yeah, make the time podcast at Gmail. Send us an email uh, with your thoughts, uh, concerns, snide remarks. We don't care. Um, just whatever you got. We always like to be in communication with you guys. Um, and uh, really, we will, I guess we'll see how long it takes us to make another uh, episode. So we'll see y'all next August. No, I'm just kidding. Next, <laughs> next, <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, again, we appreciate you guys. And as always, if you don't have the time, make the time.